Welcome to an all-new episode of the Metal Injection Livecast. Fred Hurst is making a TV show based on his life. I wonder who will be cast to play the Livecast gang when they interview him. My suggestions, Philip Seymour Hoffman for Sid, Vin Diesel for Darren, Rachel McAdams for Noah, and the Grizzly Bear for Rob. And now, here they are. I thought it was going to be in popcorn uh, on the show, but it's so good. Can somebody else open the show and not Rob? What happens if a grizzly bear eats popcorn? Is that bad for a grizzly bear? Chocolate makes you die. Diarrhea. Rob, have that piece that you dropped on the table. The popcorn is the table. <laughs> Do you know how I am the table! Do you know how filthy this table is? It, but it's mostly Rob Phil. And he, we know he likes eating his own filth. That's true. So. It's Rob's spin cells. <laughs> Thank or you, chocolate croissant. Jake, go hand I off my podcast! <laughs> Thank you. Uh, welcome to a, another edition of the Metal Injection Livecast. Get your hand off my penis! Thank you. Uh, we're going to have Paulo from Trivium. I was about to say Trivium from Paulo. That's not how it goes. From well, Sao Paulo? Paulo Gregoletto from Trivium, the bassist of Trivium, Sid. He's going to be calling into the show in a just a little bit. You know how I like uh, criticizing the names of these things, so shouldn't yeah. he? wouldn't it be, make more sense if he was Greg Paletto? You can ask but him. Uh, his parents Paolo named Gregoletto. him. His last name is. He can't choose but his he's, last he's name. He's got the word Greg in his last name. Uh-huh. That's a more common first name. So he should. Maybe he doesn't want to be common. He wants to stand he's out. He's in a band. You got When you're in a band, you maybe want to stand should out his name more. Be Paolo Trivium. Or maybe he wants to embrace no, no, no. his Italian heritage. Is he Italian? Yeah. Is he from Italy? I don't know. We Where should ask. Born? No, Where he was born in, in the U.S. But Where in the his U.S.? grandmother Where in the is US? still in Italy. I don't know. How do you know his grandmother's still in Italy? <laughs> How do you know this? Uh, well, <laughs> no. When he was touring in Italy, he tweeted photos of his nana side stage <laughs> watching trivia. Nudes? Huh? Nudes? Not. She was on the side of the stage in public. It's Italy. It's and warm. You get man. Instagram nudes. Sid, Why not? Did you drink espresso? You, What's going on? You you're extra. You're I, extra I just inquisitive ate like today. Eighteen fistfuls of the chocolate popcorn you brought. Him. I should. This is the last time I'm bringing <laughs> popcorn to you. Wait, you can't post sugar. nudes on Instagram. No. Well, it's a good thing I'm not on Instagram. That I would <laughs> have nothing to look at anyway. <laughs> Fuck that. That's how we're starting I'll, the show. I'll stick I guess. with Tumblr. Good to know. You're uh, on Tumblr? What's your Tumblr? I'm not on. I just... I, <laughs> you just visit it. Yeah. Didn't I'm you a have creeper. a Tumblr at one point? No. No, we had a live journal, you're thinking. When we were all in, like, little children, we had live journals. I never had a Tumblr. <laughs> no, didn't, no, didn't you have something about what Tom or I was eating? Oh, that, was, that wasn't a Tumblr, though. That was like... A WordPress? Something. Whatever, a blog. Wait, what was your... Tom- Remember for like a, a month I had that Tom Dinner options thing that I did for no reason? Nope. Yeah. What was, I do. When was this? Uh, when me and Rob were still living together. I'm a good friend and I remember. Yeah, thank you. Because I used to visit and read and laugh. <laughs> Not well, what I was, was the start. concept? Uh, he, this is what Tom or I is having for dinner tonight. And it's just dinner? And you just, just made stuff yeah, up? Yeah, or, yeah. Or I just he, come up with random... Uh, I thought you did like research and no, found out what he was actually no, eating. No. <laughs> you got spies it was out in California this or, was the, or Arizona. It could be a Twitter account, I think. I don't even think it needs to be a website. That there could be go. a Twitter account. This was the first entry, by the way. A succulent Chinese meal. <laughs> <laughs> it actually might have been. <laughs> yeah. Tom Araya likes Latin food. He doesn't like a succulent Chinese meal. Oh, You never know. I know Tom Araya. He's seen the world. Oh, uh, yes. we have a caller. Uh-oh. Is it Tom Araya telling us what he's having there for he dinner? There he is. <laughs> <laughs> Something spicy. Mm. <laughs> 412, you're on the live cast. What's your name and where are you from? Oh, my name is Amber and I'm from Pennsylvania. Hi, Amber. Hi. Hi, Amber. 
What's how up? How are you guys doing? Good. Great. How about yourself? Pretty, pretty good. Um, I was listening to you guys talk for a while, and you guys are fun. Wait, what? Are you Herman what did Renner? you say? With Dave Herman? You're funny. Oh, we're oh, funny. Thank, thank you. you. Please You're funny, too. <laughs> <clears throat> Did well, you just start listening? Uh, yeah, like we're going to have Paulo on. Are you calling? Uh, are, you, are you getting in the queue for Paulo to ask him a question? Queue. Yeah. Is this a call I, for Paulo? You are? You are? Blah, 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 blah. Hello? Can you hear me better now? Yeah, a little yes, better. Much definitely. better. All right, cool. So um, yeah, actually, Trivium's been one of my favorite bands since high school. Um, I graduated so for about two years? Oh, 2006, you graduated. Sorry. Cool. Yeah, no, it's all good. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> Would you like to practice your... Ever, like, actually being on like one of these like live castings is pretty cool. Well, that's fine. Let your freak flag fly. Yeah. You know, just relax. It's fine. We're, this We're is no all pressure. We're friends here. We're all friends. No pressure. No pressure. Let it all hang okay. out. Um, all right. So um, I actually just want to know like, if... Paolo likes to smoke up. If who does? Oh, if he likes to smoke up. Well, uh, I can tell you. That's a great question. Because we're friends. We're actually friends, me and Paolo. Yeah, We've hung Rob, out. Rob's oh, met your Paolo. Paolo. I, have, I have his phone number in my, in my contact <laughs> list. <laughs> and so uh, he does not smoke weed. Oh. <laughs> I've offered him oh. many times. Are Sorry. You, are you You're going to friends? stop listening to Trivium now? Yeah. I know that Nick, the drummer, yeah. does in fact smoke weed. So if you want to smoke somebody from Trivium up, it would be the drummer. Hey, Nick. You don't know that he wants to admit that on the air. Come on. Oh no, he's, he says he's. Well, you know what? We could find out when he's uh, when he calls in himself. Okay, Nick. I thought no, Paolo. Paolo. Yeah, he's gonna say he's saying that Paolo can rat Nick out. Oh, okay. Yeah, Paolo can rat him out. <laughs> All right, well, we'll okay. uh, I mean, you could stay on hold, and then uh, we'll, we'll get you back when uh, He'll be when here in like 15 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Um, you want me to stay on hold? Uh, if you want. You or can you hang can up if back. you'd like, or uh, well, you can call back. However you feel like taking this news of We're us disconnecting going. from you momentarily. Okay, cool. Um, I'll just call you guys back in a little bit. All right, great. Well, thanks for calling. TTYL. LOL. Can See, I, can no, I just no say, oneness. Can I just say, didn't sound like an amber to me. Oh, I, I, like? that was my first thought yeah. as well. That uh, in 06, when when Amber graduated high school, she was not named Amber. Yeah, like Ambrose or something. Oh, come on. Ambrose. Ambrose. She, had a, Ambrose. <laughs> she had a very deep voice. Oh. Yeah. That doesn't mean it, Maybe it's from all the weed smoking. No, you know. do not have it. As someone said, didn't you last week say how people <laughs> call you yeah. Ambrose? That's on why the it takes one to know yeah. one. Yeah. I'm actually a woman. This I'm actually Amber. <laughs> that was it on the phone. I've been fucking with you this whole time. Since voice is like, I feel it's like in that in that uh, that region where it's you know it's too deep to be a a, a, man, a woman, <laughs> but it's too high to be a man. Got a heshi voice. It's great. A she? Sure. <laughs> uh, we have another caller. Six one seven. You're on the metal injection live cast. Hi, it's Metal GF. All right, woo! This, this I believe is a woman. Z Morning Zoo with you. Is this a real Metal GF, like our friend Metal GF? Yeah, it's me. It's me. Oh, oh, oh. what's going on? Hi, Emily. Oh, nothing. Uh, we just called to say hi, see how you guys were doing. Oh, wonderful! We're doing great. We're recording a live podcast. This is yeah. Vince Nielsen from Metal Sucks uh, <laughs> Girlfriend. Would that be accurate? Or, or should yeah, we... pretty much. Okay. 
Just listening to another edition of the podcast, seeing, seeing what's going on in the metal world on a Sunday night? Yeah, I went to a show Friday, so I'm kind of very in touch right now. Oh, yeah. What band show. did you see? Um, we saw Rivers of Nile and part of Abiotic. And, and which band did you prefer? Rivers of Nile was quite tolerable. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Abiotic was torture, and I like, had to leave. Okay. What what was torturous about Abiotic? I just didn't like that sound at all. I don't know. It wasn't good for me. <laughs> but what, what did you like about Rivers of, of Nile? Well, they just seemed nice, and I liked the singer. He seemed nice. He talked in between. And there was like a, I mean, even I could tell it had like a tightness to it. It was very like organized sound. <laughs> This is like somebody's mom reviewing. I would. I was lo- gonna say, how did it, she started out going from like a like she was at a kegger, yeah, like woo, and then in, in the middle the of the, in the middle of the call, she became like a fifty five year old Jewish mother. Yeah, I, I didn't like the abiotic. I didn't like the sound. She's like Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> I didn't like the sound that was coming from the speakers. It was very discordant. <laughs> I know, it's so true. I, I also like that your review of the band is, oh, they were all very nice. They were all nice. <laughs> they all had good, well, I, polite mannerisms. You can they, tell they like their mothers. They were, <laughs> what were, and they call home often. <laughs> In fact, the one guy pulled out a phone on the stage and called his mother on a speakerphone. <laughs> Well, I hung out with them after, and they really were total menches, so maybe it's partly... They were menches! (laughs) Not one of them had sciatica. (laughs) God forbid. So Abiotic and Rivers of Nile walk into a bar. The bartender says, Why do you have that dildo in your ass? I don't have a punch. That's it. it. That's it. That's enough. Basically, what we're saying is uh, we want Metal GF to be here for an edition of Thrash It or Trash It. You and Vince Nielsen need to come on the show. Mm. We would love to. So, Thrash Vince is here. Would you like to say hello? Okay. (laughs) Sure. What's up, dude? (laughs) (laughs) You're so high. Whoa. Our we Vince- were waiting guys for Halloween, so your listeners know, and it was that party was the perfect place for that. Everyone was like, could not have been more into it. Oh yeah, that's right. You guys went as Wayne and Garth for Halloween, which was a fantastic, such a great costume. Costume. Thank you, Noah. Hi, Noah. Hello. <laughs> what did you think of Rob's costume? No. Right. Well, you- I had never heard of that person, but oh. he looked great as well. Rob was the Iron Sheik. Oh, he looked Sheik. stunning, stunning, absolutely stunning. And <laughs> were you guys there to witness when Rob walked through the screen door? What? Yes, he was I. He was the fourth person to do that, so I kept saying, let's leave it open, so we did leave it open, but then someone must have closed it, maybe Frank, and then Rob, I mean, Rob is lucky. I'm glad no one, like, broke their nose. <laughs> 
I didn't see Rob walk through a screen door, but I saw the Iron Sheik walk through a screen door. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I walked through it. Bram walked through it. It just it, you broke it, but a lot of other people oh, came down that well, path before. Well, just to explain what happened, it was the end of the night. It must have been like three thirty in the morning, and I'm, I said my goodbyes. Everyone, all right? I got to see. I'll see you guys later. I turn around and like all of a sudden I'm like whoa, and I fall over, and then halfway through. Walking into the screen door is when I realize, oh, I'm walking through the screen door. Yeah. <laughs> I you you I, really destroyed that thing. I'm impressed. That was iron sheet capability. Oh, that's yeah. there like a, a cutout of your body? Like through like, I dented it. I dented it in half in the middle. Oh. Like it was. You just keep doing things to make Frank like you more. <laughs> Every day. I told him, I'm like, so glad I work with this guy. I, I whatever. <laughs> Oh, speaking of Frank, we were talking about whether that portion of that interview was going to stay. Oh, it did. It did. Yeah. that's. But hold on. Uh, Just to get back to this, uh, Frank was not mad at all. He was like, oh, this happened. Like, don't worry. He was actually very reassuring. He was like, don't worry. It's okay. It's okay. And I'm like, oh, he told me online afterwards. It happened to everyone. I'm like, honestly, he should just be like, I'm glad you're okay, which I'm sure he was. Let's not go. Let's not push it. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, All right, cool. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks for calling in. That was hilarious. You guys definitely okay, need to we'll come be on, on the your show. show soon. We'd love it. Yeah. Wonderful. And and listen to the Metal Sucks podcast. There you go. Vince Nielsen gets a free plug out of this. Is he on it he though? On the tomorrow, tomorrow morning. Uh, sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes they interview. Are you going to be on it tomorrow, Vince? Uh, no, I won't be on it tomorrow. But I think we have. Um, I think we have Tom Araya for from Slayer tomorrow. Oh wow! Why Rob, can't we? You know, yeah, yeah like, what the fuck? Why can't we? Oh get my god! Like that. You're right. We we gotta step We've it up. We've been doing this for five years. <laughs> yeah. We have You're a lot more around. street cred yeah, than guys. those guys. Get it Sorry. Wow. Vince has a lot of Vince has a lot of influence and charisma. <laughs> We have Kerry King's nephew on next week. Yeah. Jerry King. Jerry King. His nephew's friend. <laughs> All, right. All, right. All you guys can get is an anonymous call from Metal GF. <laughs> well worth it. What right. is she shit talking us now? <laughs> yeah, get out of here, you, you two. You can't get even here. get members of Slayer on your podcast. <laughs> Okay. Well, we're moments away from. I want to want her just for that. That's <laughs> fucking disgusting. Short one. Okay. But yeah, Frank left that in of Adam D making that Lamb of God joke. That's great. That's good. I didn't think that would happen. <clears throat> well, it did. Oh, it happened. <laughs> I didn't watch it yet, but I'm sure it's good. You doing all right, Rob? What happened? <laughs> Rob's a Rob dropped a popcorn and Bruno better not eat it. Yeah, dogs can't I, have I picked it up. Have chocolate. It's dangerous. Don't, don't kill, kill the dog. We're cool. Yeah. All right. Take this popcorn with peanut butter popcorn. Why don't you it's just so good? Just get an IV drip of lard into your into your vein. It's, no, it's just sugar covered in sugar mm. covered oh. in sugar. Mmm. That doesn't even sound appetizing. You're wrong. It's so good. Try it. <laughs> I don't. Uh, no, it's not like it's not even like even if I was I said I'm determined to pig out today. Like I wouldn't want to eat that. I don't know. It just sounds gross. Well, how would you know if you didn't try it? What if you tried? I'm like telling it? you. No, I, you might be right, but I'm telling you my initial mental reaction to mm-hmm. it. it. Doesn't. It's like when they have like bacon covered chocolate. Like that to me. Oh, mixing, that's awful. Mixing this is actually things. pretty good because the right. popcorn I thought isn't the salty. Same. Like There's I, no saltiness. Yeah, and I th- like I don't like overly sweetened stuff, and I expected it to be overly sweetened, but it's. Just yeah, it's right like a now. dark chocolate. And it's a good texture. 
<laughs> I'll try it during the break. I don't want to be <laughs> on the microphone. Everyone else is doing it. Well, <laughs> I'll hold off. I really just don't want to get up, and I don't want the bag rustling. <laughs> That's okay. It's fine. Sid will I'm going to wait. Into your mouth. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. was silent. No. You didn't hear any rustling of the you bag. Didn't. There. Thank you, Sid. But I'm rustling of the either. bag, a very good band. I think they opened up that Rivers of Nile show. <laughs> <laughs> right, Rob? Uh, I wasn't there, so I don't know. Where were you? I was at the party. You couldn't go to a show and then the party? No, I didn't want to. Succulent Chinese Meal wants to know if you can get the spider that bit Jeff Hanneman on the, uh, on the show. <laughs> that guy's hard to book. <laughs> Very in demand. That's not nice. There's a lot it's of people to buy it. He's gotten too famous for this show. It's a shame it wasn't a radioactive spider. Because then Jeff Hanneman would be a superhero right now. Yeah. Instead of a corpse. Scaling walls. In the dirt. <laughs> oh, actually, but, this, but it wasn't even the spider. It was the drinking, right? Well, they yeah. say that the spider exacerbated his symptoms that he had from the drinking. The thing is, he would have, like, the, the rate he was going. He would have died anyway, but that accelerated yeah. it. They, they claim. I don't know. I still think, I, I think the spider should get credit for a kill. Partial. Yeah. I think the spider should no, get killed. No, it's kill. cirrhosis is what would kill them. Yeah, but the spider injected some spider shit into him. It accelerated it, but. All right. Yeah. So, if I push you in front of a bus. You know, the bus killed you, but I get credit. Darren, stop <laughs> having such horrible thoughts about Rob. Jeez. I said if. I'm not going to push him in front of a bus. Yet. After the show. <laughs> <clears throat> Terrible. Uh, all right. Well, Trium's Apollo uh, Gregoletto just Trium, Trium. tweeted that he's calling in. Okay. So he's going to be calling in any second now. I thought you had, and, you had his uh, number. You should, no, he's going to call us. You should give the number out. And if you want, I was right about to, oh, if I'm you sorry. guys wouldn't you keep interrupting, him. if you want to get on the line with Paolo, you can give us a call, 646-929-1357. Uh, Paolo, is that you? Yes. Yes! Nailed yes. it! Hello. You're just on, you're early, in fact. Awesome. I know. Thank you for calling yeah, in. Are people usually early, or they... Usually they're, oh, like, usually. late... Uh, one time we had uh, Seth Putnam, and he was uh, napping after a meth binge, so he was like 45 minutes And out. then a month later, he was dead, so <laughs> you being prompt is actually a good thing for your chances. <laughs> I've been kind of nervous all day because of the time the time change, or the... I was like kind of checking different different sites and on TV just to make sure like I wasn't off and like late by an hour or something. Oh, that would have been embarrassing, but thankfully we would have still yeah. been on the air, so it would have been fine. Yes. Yeah. Also, we would have been yeah. f- furiously tweeting at you if it if it <laughs> if it happened. So, how's it going? You're you're on a bit of a break. You guys are are uh, about to start the second leg of your tour with Devil Driver. Uh, how is it having a, a like a month off in between tours? Well, uh, well, we had about two weeks off. Um, it was definitely needed because. I mean, the entire tour, I guess, would would have been about 11 weeks, and that would have been way, way too long. I think five, six weeks is, like, the breaking point for for touring. For one run at a time. I got you. Yeah, yeah. It definitely, it definitely was needed. Uh, but, yeah. So, how do you, what do you do when you're not on the road, other than uh, Instagram photos of your cat? Or food. Uh... I, I mean, when I come home, I definitely try to take it easy and not, like, have such a, a set schedule. I think when you're on tour, you definitely kind of get into, I don't know, you definitely have to have a 
a schedule throughout the day, but it's nice to just come home and relax. And if I can catch a couple of shows, I definitely try to while I'm at home. Like I saw Nine Inch Nails a couple of days ago, and that was the greatest, greatest, one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Oh yeah, that's that's awesome, and I think you went to a Soulfly show as well, right? A few, yeah, a few weeks ago, Soulfly as well. So that's cool. It's it's Definitely, a bit of a. Uh, What's that? That again? Sorry. <laughs> no, no. You finish your thought. No, it's just it's it's nice to be able to get out to shows where I don't have to like have any responsibilities. I can just if I want to drink and just have a good time. I don't have to worry about anything. I don't have to worry about playing a show. It's definitely a, a nice experience. Yeah, I, I I completely understand what you're talking about. Uh, of course, you can call in and ask Paulo a question. The number to dial, 646-929-1357. I believe uh, we have a call here. 541, you're on the air. Hey, what's up, Paulo? It's Marty. What's going on? Not much. Uh, you guys are coming to Portland next week. so I, was, um, yeah. I just want to say I love the new album. <laughs> Thank you. So, yeah. Uh, Crap, I totally lost the question I was going to ask. Oh, that's right. So uh, I was wondering if there was any possible question of a live DVD ever coming out. Live DVD? Um, yeah. I asked the question on the website a while back, and you guys said possibly in the cycle, and that was the in-wave cycle. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely think at some point we will do a DVD. Um, I mean, we definitely did the Chapman DVD on the last, the last album, but for a full-fledged DVD, we definitely have to get on that. I, I'm thinking maybe towards the end of this album cycle will definitely be the time when I think we're ready to do, to actually do one. Yeah, that's, and you guys uh, always actually include a lot of great video content, like you have that documentary you're slowly putting out uh, for Vengeance Falls. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you guys, uh, what, I, what I enjoy about the band is you take the video aspect of it very seriously. Yeah. I, I think that's something we've learned over, I mean, pretty much through every album is how much, um, how much, aside from the music, how much the, the content, like video, photography, all that stuff really matters to to the band and to just how you're viewed. I think, if, you know, capturing all these things um, is just so important just to have kind of just for our sake, but also just to show fans just inside of like our world and, you know, what it's like the tour what it's like to make the albums uh i definitely wish we had more from some of the earlier albums but kind of learned that lesson and now going forward we always make sure that we're really on top of it right and and people always assume it's like a motley crew uh, a book backstage how, yeah. how many groupies are there backstage on average <laughs> uh at least 10 for everyone <laughs> It's all true. Everything in the dirt is true. <laughs> Actually, read. I remember reading that book like right when we were right when I first joined Trivium. I think we were all we all took turns reading it. We're like, oh, man, this is going to be great. You know, this is this is how it is. And then you kind of learn like different times. So yeah, you learn that. Oh wait, no, it's 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 a jab. Uh, all right. Well, give us a call, uh, 646-929-1357. If you want to ask Paolo a question, we have Russell in Texas on the line. Russell, you there? Yeah. Yo, yo, Paolo, what's going on? How much, man? How are you? Good. Um, I actually just bought my ticket to see you guys in Dallas. I'm, uh, I think it's like the 12th of December. And I was wondering um, if you don't mind like telling telling me what kind of what songs are you guys going to play off Vengeance Falls? 
Um, well, for the last leg, and also I think probably for this one, we we've been playing Stripe, which is you know the single, the official single, and also Brave the Storm, which was the first release. Um, we've been practicing. We we tried to do a couple sound checks at the end of the tour to get some of the other songs rotated in, but we're still you know still getting used to them, especially with the vocals. It's a lot. It's a lot trickier. Uh, with some of the harmony parts, and we just want to make sure that it's really, really good before we start throwing in a lot of uh, the other new ones. But uh, those two for sure, and then from the old, uh, the older songs, we've been trying to mix it up a bit. We started playing Shogun for the first time, which has been awesome. That's probably the highlight of the entire set for me. Cool. Uh, and I noticed you guys definitely uh, upgraded your production. With this headlining yeah. tour, you got giant T's everywhere. Anyone get stabbed ever by those T's from your logo? A fan actually gave me uh, like a T once, like it was this necklace, and I stabbed myself with that. So <laughs> we can't really make. There's certain like, um, you know, like the merchandise trinket stuff. Like we can't really make certain things because I don't think they would let us sell them in venues because they're kind of weapon shaped. So right, that was definitely not something we thought of when we were designing the logo. With <laughs> that. It could be used as a weapon. Yeah, and you guys have a lot of a lot of smoke on stage. Do you ever find yourself like yeah. at a loss of breath just from all the smoke surrounding you? Does it ever get too intense? Uh, it, it depends. Like the we got these like you know like the low the low fog kind of like the um, I guess it's kind of like the dry ice type thing. But we got these other fog machines that do the same thing but without the dry ice. Mm-hmm. But the only thing is if it gets really hot in the venue, like if the lights are kind of low, it makes it all rise up. So sometimes you can get overwhelmed, you know, and the yeah. you know, light guys, they keep, you know, they want to keep it really fogged out so they can see the light show and the band's kind of secondary to their, their thing, so. Goddamn lighting directors always thinking about themselves. <laughs> Do you guys have a, have a person that does um, light for you specifically? Or is it usually just the house? Yeah, we... we we try to have, uh, I mean, for all kind of all the crew guys, try to keep it very as consistent as possible. Um, definitely, over the last few tours, we've we made it a point to have a specific light guy with us. Um, sometimes, like when you do on um, past like festival runs, when it's like during the day, you obviously can get away with not having a light guy. But definitely on headlining tours, it's important. It, it really helps when someone knows the cues. It definitely. It's like a music video, you know, when everything's really synced, it just makes the songs impact even more the same thing live. Yeah, I mean, I like when um, someone is paying attention to what's going on with the lights rather than like a random yeah. effect. Yeah, yeah it kind of th- throws it off if it's like very random and kinda, you kind of make it awkward. But um, our light guy in this tour is awesome. He actually like headbangs super hard. Like if we're watching from the stage, you can see <laughs> him and he's like, totally getting into it like like hardcore like headbanging sometimes harder than even people in the crowd and so I mean I guess if people aren't going as crazy I can just kind of watch him and kind of like get a good vibe from that <laughs> so now that you guys are on the on the headlining run uh, do, do you prefer that to like doing a support run opening for, for another band like having closing out the show having your full uh, setup or do you like winning fans over like winning other people's fans over um, I mean, it's it's definitely nice to have all, like, the production and be able to play a longer set, but I, I think 
that's something with us we've always enjoyed having to go out and win people over i mean even from the beginning with some of the early tours we did like when we in 2005 when we were touring and we were with uh children of boredom and, and amana mark was opening the show i mean that was probably one of the toughest tours in terms of winning people over because it was a very very hostile crowd like half the crowd for sure and you know i i think by doing tours like that it definitely taught us a lot of how to like win over a crowd that might not be into you right away and i think even now when we go out on tours when we're supporting we've always kept um the things we've learned from those tours with us and it's kind of fun to have, have to work for it a little bit more so what what are the tricks to win them over uh did you do you flash some Rob titties some advice <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, I think what we've learned now is you, you can't you can't really tailor your set to a specific crowd. Like maybe you would think like, well, maybe this crowd's gonna like these certain songs. You kind of have to like just go out there and do your thing. And I, I think maybe that's what we've learned over the years is just kind of be yourselves. Uh, you know, not everyone is gonna get what you do, but if you go out there and you're kind of comfortable with what you guys are doing, if you're playing good, if you sound good, you know. A lot of people might get into it, so that's kind of what we what we've learned. And Sid had a question. He he, he wanted to know why why you haven't changed your name to, to something more presentable. Sid, go well, on. Well, not presentable. Just, what, you've what got it? Greg in your last name. Why not make that your first name? Just swap. Greg, Greg Paletto is that? <laughs> yeah, a, yeah. That was that was that was his. I his, guess I guess if like Arnold Schwarzenegger can make that name work for being a movie star, I guess it's pretty acceptable. I would think. Not, it's not too hard. I think more people at Starbucks have trouble spelling my name than people saying it. There that you go. That be the, the biggest issue. Which, uh, which part of the country has the hardest time pronouncing your name? Um, I think... Hmm. It's okay to it's say okay. that Southern people are dumb, <laughs> but he's from it. Okay. He's, he's in Florida. Really he's, that's I, I not the same. Like, I'm talking like you know. I've just always been used to people saying my name like different ways, so I, I never really, it never really, I never even thought about it. What's your um, favorite mispronunciation? Most people people say like Paulo, but it 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 should be Paolo. But you have to say it kind of with like the the oh. Latin flair, yeah. you know, to really say it right. See Paolo, did I say it right? Yeah, Paolo, like Paolo, Paolo, P O W, L O W, Paolo. Oh, good. I learned something today. Then I've been mispronouncing your name for years. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, and, and one thing I mentioned. Uh, uh, well, well, it's good that we that we know how to uh, properly uh, pronounce your name. We mentioned <laughs> when you played Italy uh, that your grandmother was it your grandmother that that was side yeah. stage. Yes. Now, did she? It was at, um, I think it was God, at Gods of Metal. That was the festival. So, did you invite her there, or she was like, "Look, if I'm coming to the show, I want to see, I want to see my my grandson from the side. I want to be right up there." <laughs> she just want to be mixing in with the savages in the audience. Come on, she just want to be in the pit. Elderly woman, have some <laughs> well, respect. It was, uh, my parents actually were they were flying over to go stay with my family there. And they kind of timed it out to go through Milan while we were playing that festival. And so my aunt, uncle, grandmother, and my cousin all came to that show. So uh, it, it worked out perfectly. And I guess where they, they sat her, like people in the crowd could see, and they were taking pictures. And it was just really funny how that 
people saw that like and kind of became sort of a a viral picture. Yeah, for, it was awesome. For, for the week show. Was yeah, that, it was it was great. <laughs> was that the first time she saw you playing live? Actually, that was the second. She she came to a show. We played a town in Italy that was close to where they live, and so she got to see us there as well. So, was she- uh, definitely definitely thankful that she was been able to see me twice now. What does she say about it? Uh, well, I have to translate through my my father because she doesn't speak any English. But she, I think she enjoyed it. I'm not sure. <laughs> Uh, what she thought of all the people moshing, but I think she mm-hmm. just enjoyed seeing her grandson playing. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's get to some more callers. Uh, Amber, is that, are, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. This is Amber in Pennsylvania. You're on the air with Paolo. Paolo. Hey, Paolo. Oh, my okay. God. What's up? <laughs> um, I am so happy that I'm talking to you right now, first of all. Um... I've been a fan since high school. You know, I follow you on Twitter. I, like, have, I don't know, I just love you guys. I appreciate your talent and everything. It's real. It's not, like, BS or anything. Question. And um, I wanted to tell you a funny story. Um, yeah. You know that I, I, when I first listened to you guys, like, I thought you guys were saying, like, completely different things until, like, I read your lyrics. Yeah, and I thought I thought you guys were just like being really animated and stuff, and you were talking about like I don't know underwater like oceanic stuff, and I yeah. was like, oh my god, this is a really cool band. They're like talking about like ocean like animated cool stuff, and they're not is, like is there anybody else. Here? And then I like there's got to be a question coming <laughs> yeah. up sooner or later, right? Yeah, there is. There is. Oh, all good. I'm okay. sorry. How I don't much longer? Taking up time or anything? Okay. Um. Okay. All right. Um, I guess my question would be, do you like interacting with fans? <laughs> he did um, until this phone yeah, call. This ended that. Yeah, I definitely think, uh, <laughs> I think it's something that's been important for us since day one. Um, I guess it's easier now with, with things like Twitter and all that stuff. Yeah, you're definitely the and, most socially um, active member of Trivium, I feel. Yeah, I, I, I try to stay stay on top of it as much as I can. Maybe it's maybe it's even too much, but <laughs> I, I think people appreciate it. Uh like to be able to answer people and it definitely helps keep the awareness just with our band out there. Amber, quick question. Did you uh, uh smoke more in between calling us the last time and now? Wait, say that again? <laughs> I'm gonna take that as a yes. I'm gonna take it as a yes. Thank you for your call, Amber. Sure, sure your question. <laughs> uh, how do you, how do you like? But you enjoy dealing with fans. Uh, sometimes there has to be a fan where, while they they could be good intention, and I'm, I'm not talking about Amber. Amber <laughs> Amber is fine. Yeah, I don't mean that. But like sometimes it's like, all right, uh, you like the time limit is up, and you're <laughs> done interacting with this fan. Do you find it difficult yeah. to be like? Uh, all right, I need to leave. Like, do you have do you have like escape routes? Like ideas? Like, oh, someone's calling me. Like, what's your go to excuse if you wanna if you wanna? Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely sometimes I think when when bands are like, hey, I have to go do some press real quick. That that's definitely can be a. I mean, it definitely it's sometimes true, but you, sometimes you just gotta go do something else. Or <laughs> I think most fans are understanding if you tell them like, hey, I, I gotta 
something to do. I'll try to come back after, or just come see us after the show. Because right. Rob you gets know. to that point after, after one second of a fan talk. Oh, that's not true. That's not true. <laughs> and I, I get Oh, I get sorry. I have to be somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> hey, aren't you, Rob? I got to go. I got to go. I have an interview backstage. I have press guys. to do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, let's get to some more calls. Quick reminder, if you want to be on the air with... Paolo. The number Paolo. Paolo. God, I spelled it yeah. out for you before. Paolo. Pow, pow, pow. It's like Paolo. someone's giving you a punch in the nuts. Paolo. 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 Thank you. 646-929-1357. Seth in Las Vegas. Hey, Paolo. How you doing, bro? Doing good. How are you? I'm extremely tired but I'm trucking in there <laughs> why are you tired um leave it up to you. I, I, I just I just wanted to ask you like what I, as a musician what are your feelings between playing the, the venues and tours here in the US versus the festivals and arenas that you guys play in Europe um I mean I guess depending on on the venues in the states. I mean, there's some really incredible venues here in the states. There's just some really kind of maybe ones that can be updated a little bit. But um, are you shitting on America? In Europe, huh? <laughs> uh, it sounds like you're shitting on America. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, no. <laughs> but you are. You prefer uh, the bigger I mean, Europe. You definitely find the same uh, the same thing in Europe. Um, or even in South America, I think I think South America probably gets more of like a bad rap of like or a bad rep of like you know all the venues are are really bad and stuff. But I mean, when we went down there, it was kind of the same thing. You know, some some of the venues are a little bit nicer, some were definitely older. But anywhere you go, it's kind of like that. Right. You try to bring the best gear you can with with you, I guess. You got to bring the rock, not the yeah. not, not the yeah, actor, the rock. Like, Sometimes you just have to expect that, you know, say a venue, just the gear is not the best or you're just having technical issues. You have to kind of just go with it, you know. Yeah. People in the crowd don't really care if you're, you know, can't hear one thing in your in-ear, you know. They just have a good time. So you have to kind of keep that in mind. Can't freak out. All right, let's take... <coughs> yeah, right, Rob? Yeah, the popcorn <laughs> stuck in my throat. That's why you shouldn't eat while you're doing an interview. I'm trying... Oh, you're right. <laughs> All right, Steve in Pennsylvania. Hello. Hello. You're on the air with uh, pa- Paolo. Uh, um, Mr. Uh, Paolo, um, why did you switch from playing uh, bass with picking to uh, finger? Uh, why did I switch? Um, when I started playing bass in the beginning, I, I had learned the uh, finger technique. Uh, when I joined Trivium, some of the songs, especially on Ascendancy, had a lot of triplets, and I definitely wasn't able to, to do that yet. But as we toured for the album, we played the songs every night, I wanted to kind of switch back to playing with my fingers, and I just practiced, and then I eventually went back to it. So that's why that was the only album where I used to pick. There you go. Well, that's interesting. It is. It's a very specific question. Yeah, but a good one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at least it wasn't do you prefer touring in the US or Europe <laughs> which I mean on average you probably answer like seven times a week I'm sure yeah how many times do you think yeah. you can ask that yeah. that question US versus Europe 
Um, definitely a pretty good amount. <laughs> Thumbs up. Um, what, what, what is your least favorite question to be asked? Like that, that, you're, just, that you're just like, ah, other than the one I just asked you. I, I think, I'm trying to think here. I, I think ones where like you could probably find the answers pretty easily if you kind of just research the band a little bit. Sometimes like going, like when you have to like go back and tell like, the entire beginnings of the band, but I guess it, it depends. If it's an interview where it's like you, I don't know, you're going to reach a whole new audience of people. But for the most part, I think if it's someone that's kind of kept up with the band, you should kind of have an idea, I guess, of the, yeah. the story. You're basically saying, at the very least, check Trivium's Wikipedia yes. page. Yeah, yeah bio. Wikipedia. So, like, someone like Rob should know that stuff already, right? <laughs> Probably a Rob? couple things at least. I know their history. Let, let's hear it. Let's, Rob let's has, fact check. has been there like for and, yeah. Rob, and Paolo will tell us injection. if you've got it or not. I, well, let's, it'll be a little okay, game well, show we have right we'll now. ask him Trivium Trivia. <laughs> well, Trivium formed uh, in like 2002-ish? Uh, I, th- I think it might have been 99. Uh, <laughs> wrong century, there's, there's Rob. Well, luck. I can I I know the last decade. I don't even know. Yeah, see, there's part of the story he doesn't know. So, last decade question. Okay. Uh, what is the fourth song on the last Trivium release? Oh, I don't. Oh, come on. I don't. I don't know track listing. Name every member. I don't even know that they've ever I can't had. Remember. That they've ever had. <laughs> I don't know. They're early members before. Uh, they're the current incarnation. All right, what's the current incarnation name? Matt Heafy. Corey Blau, Nick Augusto, and Paolo Gregoletto. Do you know the names of all their girlfriends? <laughs> no. <laughs> that that I don't. That's not on Wikipedia, though, to be fair. Yet. <laughs> this isn't about me, damn it! <laughs> what? Since when? <laughs> There's one. What uh, well-known video game did Trivium contribute a song to? Oh, some NFL game, right? Like some football? Madden? Mm, no. There's a couple, couple oh, games. Okay. Is that right? I'll give him a bling. You know, there's uh, well, there was one on Madden, but there was uh, it was on The Sims, and Matt had to re-record the Like Light to the Fies vocals in Simlish. Hmm. In That's Sims? All, all re- yeah, it's all in Sim. It's oh, I didn't know. Hilarious. That. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Well, what I was going for was God yeah. of War 3. Oh, God of War. Mm-hmm. But uh, I didn't know there were other ones. I think I think the Sim thing was on... It's got to be on YouTube somewhere. Or we should re-release it if it's not. It's pretty ridiculous. Chocolate Croissant in the chat asks, Didn't Corey go out with a porn star before? <laughs> Can you confirm Corey or deny? I don't... Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Does uh, Charlie Cresson know porn which star. porn star it was? Does he have more details? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I. I mean, if they're just being general, like it was a like, blonde hair, big pit. I don't know. I don't know. It wasn't Ron Jeremy? Might have been a porn star. Might not have been. But you know. <laughs> John Doe. Now you know, uh, gets up to there. <laughs> I know uh, Jasmine St. Clair is a fan of the band, and uh, yes. Has she ever has she ever offered her services to any of the members in the band? No, no. I meant her interviewing know, services. Oh, please. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about. No, no, she she hasn't. Mm. 
probably for the best. All right. Well, <laughs> thank you very much for taking some time to hang out with us on the air. For putting yeah, up. Thank putting you. Up, putting up with us. We want to play a track off Vengeance Falls right now. Uh, what is your favorite what is your favorite track? What should we play? Ooh, um I think one that I've been seeing a lot of people talk about, uh Incineration, Broken World, also features uh bass solo. So I'm gonna throw uh throw that one on. Oh, who plays the bass solo? No, I'm just kidding. That would be me. <laughs> <laughs> uh cool. Well, thanks again. And uh, tri- Trivium's going to be back out on the road with Devil Driver. When does that uh, kick in again? I-, I should know this. Uh, well, we're leaving tomorrow for oh, Seattle, wow. so I think Tuesday is the first show. Tuesday in Seattle. And grandmas are welcome. Yeah, November. Grandma friendly zone. November 5th at <laughs> Showbox at the Market. Grandmas of the band members. All Anybody, all, just bring do, your grandma. Do all nanas get in for free? No, <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I think if, if uh, someone brought their grandma down, I would definitely have to let yes. them in for free. But you have to specifically say, I brought my nana. And only, if, and only if the grandma has a trivium tattoo. So There you go. Rob, you should bring your babushka. <laughs> she did. I'll bring her corpse. Oh, oh Jesus. That's pretty, metal. that's pretty metal. All right. Paula, we're going to let you go. Thanks again, man. All right, man. Take care. You too. I never know what they're going to end. Rob, just don't bring your Babichka to a Lamb of God show. Get messy. Oh. Uh, she's already dead. It's all right. Yeah. All right, let's play a Trivium. Here's uh, Incineration, The Broken World.
You're listening to the Metal Injection Livecast. Didn't that song sound great? Oh, I'm sorry. I had my script wrong. I meant to say that song didn't sound great. Here's another. Hi, this is Dave Hill from Show Business. I had a great time on the Metal Injection livecast, which is like a podcast in its own way, but it's live. It's right there in the name. Don't be a fucking cunt about it. Why do you why do I have to explain this? I say cunt in the British way, like in the way that you would call another man a cunt. I'm not calling a woman a cunt. Uh, I wouldn't do that. Sean would. Hey, Scott Ian. Instead of playing in front of 40,000 people who were killing time waiting to see someone else, you could have been listening to archived episodes of the Metal Injection livecast at metalinjection.net. You schmuck.
Hello. This is your announcer, Chuck Blandington. You're listening to the podcast that could solve the Middle East crisis, cure cancer, and get healthcare for every American. If they weren't so busy making dick and fart jokes, it's the Metal Injection Livecast. Hey, hey, here I go now. Here I go into new days. Do you bury me when I'm gone? Do you teach me while I'm here? Just as soon as I belong. Then it's time I disappear. 
so that you can hear more of the Metal Injection live cast. Thank you, Chuck. Thank you, Metallica, for those terrible lyrics. Here I go now. Yeah, those lyrics aren't animated about marine life. What? What? Remember the Amber's phone call from... Like fifteen I don't fucking minutes the ago, but she said she misunderstood oh, the lyrics. Oh, yeah. I thought they were like I, I was animated like, about marine life, which I don't know what that means. Maybe she was just listening to that Death Clock song, Mermaider, about the. But the, when she says animated, does she mean like lively or like cartoons? That's what I'm saying. I didn't she understand probably the con- thought she, she was listening to Death explain. Clock. That's what I'm thinking. So she did she just call us thinking. two weeks too late? Maybe, maybe. She, thought she was, she was very stoned. It sounded it like. <laughs> yeah, here's the, the the death clock song. What do you eat? No, what is that? It looks good. Um, it's leftover Chinese food. What is it though? General Tso chicken. Oh. Oh, thank you. No, that's a good idea. <laughs> I was. <laughs> When 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 Paolo mentioned Amana Marth, I was expecting a slow-mo drop to come up, and you it didn't know, happen. Rob actually said I shouldn't. Uh, oh, that was so. Perfect, I think he's though. right though, because like it confuses the. It guests. throws off the guess when when yeah. when. Uh, I had it. I had my uh, finger right on the Amana Marth button, and I, I refrained. Can yeah. we hear it now? Just we could fix it together in post. Because well, sometimes I've played sounds and the, the guest, like, he's in the middle of a sentence, like, huh, what? From now what? on, I think whenever we have a guest on the phone, we should um, put together some shlomo mo drops and pretend it's a caller. <laughs> Just to, like, <laughs> throw a little <laughs> what the fuck into the middle of the interview. I like it. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah. Stop making fun of me. That's what I like. No, stop making Jewish, Jewish jokes. jokes. Stop making Jewish jokes, first of all. First of all. First of oil. First of oil. Is that a Hebrew month? Stop making Jewish jokes, first of all. Yes, on the first of oil, don't make Jewish jokes. It's very sacred month. He's hearing impaired. I'm hearing impaired in one ear. First of all, I am hearing impaired in one ear. How many firsts of all do we have? There can be only one. First of all, I am hearing impaired in in one ear. Yeah. Did he ever tell us which ear it was? No. The mystery will live. Maybe. Forever. I don't remember that. Spanky. In his right ear, I want to say. I want to say his left ear. I feel like you said it was his left ear. Oh, see, I feel like he said it was his right ear. Well, we got to get him on the line. Now. I am hearing impaled in my. Oh, you may, yeah, I think you might be left ear. You're right. It was in the song. Juice! Bloody juice! (laughs) Um, well, um, well, um, um, well, I would. Well, uh, well, uh, well. Shlomo rest in peace. Why is he not dead? We don't know that. S H L O M O C H O I N E. It's like a robot, man. Precision. So. But yeah, we we mentioned Metallica before. Earlier this week, <laughs> Jason Newstead came out with a new music video, and I sent it to Darren, because yeah. I was like, Darren, did this originally air on Headbangers Ball in 1991? Yeah, the video looks very... Uh, 
Well, it's just a performance video. Just the way it's shot, yeah. like the angles. It just looks like an old Headbangers Ball video, and I feel like that's exactly what he was going for. And, and, yeah. and here, let me let me put the song on. Obviously, we can't watch the video. And the but. song I was telling Rob, it's like if this song, it's not a terrible song or anything, but like if he if he was Jason Newstead, Napa Auto Parts employee with a side gig as a as a band uh, member of a band, this would never have gotten made. But because he's Jason oh, Newstead, yeah. ex Metallica, this is a, like a, a wide, a big release. Trash it. Yeah. It's like, Wait, uh, yeah. This it gets the up. Yeah. And he's singing too? Yeah. This is like constipated, is, this is like constipated blue oyster cult. Oh, is that the whole song? Fucking up? Yeah, that's the whole song. That's it. No, there's more to it. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. No, but what kills me about this song is that he's. Uh, I guess I should just let it get to the port to the part. It's called King of the Underdog. I'm like this guy is worth like 170 yeah. million dollars. So but you're saying I, that he's the king of the underdog? Yeah. That's, oh, that's the lyric. He goes, oh, I, "I am the am king." The king. Here it Can comes. Get to that I think. I think it's. Oh, after the breakdown. This is pretty catchy. That's all right. I mean, it's not a, like I said. But I feel like this is song. such a local bar riff. That yes, you, like a well, local. Well, that's what band. he's doing nowadays, yes. playing at local bars. <laughs> but he's loaded. Like, why does he have to do this? How do you know, know he's loaded? Maybe Metallica. Are you kidding me? Contract. He's loaded. Just uh, the Black Album sells yeah. like two thousand copies yeah. a week. Yeah, for like the last ten years. Like it's it, just off of that album. He his him his children and their children can live yeah. comfortably forever. But he has to split that. No, just his his percentage of it. You don't understand, like what he's splitting is. Yeah, what his more than most people are making twenty lifetimes. How do you know what he's making? Even if it's one percent, which it's more than one percent. They sell two thousand copies a week, and this is like twenty years after the fact. Like, imagine how much it sold. Who gets Cliff Burton's cut? His his family. Well, Cliff Burton wasn't on. I know, but I'm just saying of whatever from his his estate. Yeah. Have you ever been to the Cliff Burton estate? No. I was, here it comes. I am the king. <laughs> I am the king of the underdogs. You know that's my name. No, but you you're know not who loves this? Who? You know who loves this? Eddie Trunk. Guaranteed. Uh, he loves oh. this. Eddie of Trunk course. This. This, Eddie, Eddie Trunk is the only one playing. Well, Eddie Trunk actually, that's insists on coming to every Jason Newstead show and introducing him. But he Eddie fly himself out. <laughs> that's how much he believes in this product. Before I bring out our next guest, I want to say Eddie Trunk has a show. I have a show on uh, WFM uh, every Thursday night. Get to the fucking show. I have a book. Please pick up my book. It's a line of jean shorts that I sell. (laughs) Jason Newstead is the only show where people want his introduction to go on as long as possible. (laughs) I am the king. But it's it's just like it's look again. Uh, nothing against Jason Houston. He was actually very very nice when I yes. Met him. I'm not even picking on him as a person. But just this is more like this is not necessary. And to be fair though, uh, what I feel he's happened, a musician. What did musicians yeah. do? No, like to be fair, it's Music. like he's just like look. I'm starting this band, and it was like very uh, like 
it was just him doing like a Facebook page. He would post videos. Right. And then it just got so much publicity because it was, oh, former Metallica bassist, new band. <laughs> yeah. So he was feeling that, pressured into it? No, I, not, not that. I'm saying that because of all the publicity, he actually got legitimate management out of it. He got like touring. It was, it was a very almost organic way of him getting all this. And now I feel because he got all this stuff that he initially was not... Like he wasn't intending it to be like this polished marketed thing. Right now, it's like overbearing almost. It's like, oh, just c- come on. Yeah, I agree. So with he'll you never be happy. No, I don't think. I think he's very happy right now. He's doing whatever he wants, and he's like in a tour bus. You know, he's like touring the world. He did like a he did a <laughs> festival tour this summer. Yeah. He's hanging out with Mike Mushnick. That was a Stain. good uh, a good uh, <laughs> idea in the chat here that we should A and B that with the I am the table. Goes, I am the king. Yeah, put that on again. Let's, let's see if we can oh. work this out. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> oh, is it better for that? I am the king. I am the table. <laughs> I am the king. I am the table. I am the king. <laughs> I am the root. The king of the underdogs. You know, I am the view. <laughs> I think we need to, we need to stop oh, no. yours though. And, okay, okay, hold on. Ready? I think I believe James. I'm sorry. <laughs> Who's more? He's a little bit more authority. He has more conviction. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, but that's what gets me is that I feel like he shouldn't. It's almost like if Oprah came out and said she was king of the underdog. Well, like, if you're an underdog, you wouldn't call yourself the king of anything. That's, yeah. Yeah, I guess. I don't even, that's a good point. It just in and of itself, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. But then when you apply it to Jason Newstead yeah, sitting on his palatial yeah, estate, his 100-acre yeah. mansion, and saying, I'm the king of the yeah. underdog, it's For like so, insulting, you know? I well, maybe he's made off with that much money. I feel like... You're, and, you're, you're totally... Just a, accept that you're wrong. <laughs> oh, he, just, listen. he is loaded. He, he just, and also, the last ten years, he had like, what has he been doing? Has he been doing? He's, he's, money. he's a millionaire. Well, let's just think of it this way. All right, he was started. First of all, he's, and all those tours. Yeah, Wait, like just off touring. How much he? You make money off tour. Like he got a fourth okay, of the. Okay, when co- was the last time he toured with Metallica? But when they toured, and also if you ever watched him with Metallica, he always wore Metallica shirts. He never had to pay for clothing. <laughs> <laughs> he got that shit free. <laughs> you got much money he saved. So he's he and he probably sold a lot of Metallica. Metallica memorabilia on eBay. I'm sure. I don't think it. I mean, it doesn't doesn't matter. Like he doesn't live a lavish life. Like to live comfortably and like you know he owns his house, so he doesn't have to pay for that. I'm sure. It's like how much do you really need to live off a year? He's a couple of like at most a couple hundred thousand. He was in Metallica for like almost twenty years. He was from eighty seven. And the most lucrative 20 years that you could yeah. have been in the Metallica. Like 2002. 15 years he was in Metallica. I mean, you tell me he didn't make over $100 million during yeah, that Yeah, like... $100 million? They had, f- like, for well, five okay. albums? Not a, 50 million. Eh, more, definitely, like, at, at least $25 million. That's well, way low. But how do you know how much of the cut he gets from the album? I'm sh- well, on, they didn't stiff no, the from guy. the album, just from performing rights, like, just through... Uh, like the un- like through RIAA like laws. Yeah, even but if he got scale, he, he, he Metallica like corp. No, he has a performance credit. He gets the performance royalty anytime a song that he performs 
is played, he gets a set amount of money. Like it's just there's got to be a website where you can look up how much he's worth. Yeah, someone in the chat already did it. It's forty million on on celebritynetworth.com. There you go. But to me, that's kind of like an exaggerate. It's always an exaggerated number. I feel. But how much are you worth on there? Let's see if it's exactly how much is Melon How much is Melon I don't know if this site is legit, but it says zero million. See, <laughs> no, it says the internet is not always right. Well, like uh, on the like it was for this one, like uh, like James Hetfield is worth like a couple hundred million, just in comparison. yeah. But he's also been in Metallica twice as long, and he has and, and he, he has, has a songwriting and he has, he has to spend all that credit. money on those skin treatments, and he still has <laughs> millions left. He spent a lot on drugs too. Yeah. But yeah, no, he is definitely, definitely worth millions. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So you know, maybe you shouldn't have said no when he asked you out that time. It's serious. Uh, <laughs> like, could, this guy's uh, a deadbeat. I don't and, date men for their money, Sid. But, yeah. uh-huh. but he's in a band. You don't That's fall in right. love with men for their money. And he's date not a, them for their money for a little while. Why not? <laughs> have some okay. fun. And he's That's not a bassist true. anymore. Now he's a guitarist, so you might have some interest. Hetfield is listed as $175 million. If you marry Jason Newstead, you would be the queen of the underdogs. <laughs> You'd be the queen. <laughs> you are the queen. <laughs> you are the queen of the underdogs. You are the queen. You are the queen. I like balls. <laughs> you are the queen of the underdogs. I just want the meat. <laughs> this just sounds like bad uh, Motorhead. Yeah, that's what I. It's totally like bad Motorhead. Uh, here's another. Yeah, it's hard without a man. Here's another. I don't. Where is that? That was. That was in Jason Newstead's song. He played some uh, Noah drops. Uh, here, here is a total, total Motorhead ripoff song. It's called Heroic Dose by Newstead. Is there any other, are there any other notes besides one barcode? <laughs> it's just that one barcode. <laughs> barcode. Barcode. Uh, barcode. Might as well. Yeah. There we go. That's it. Oh, all right. I hear it. It's definitely a bass player playing. Time to play the game. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all about the game. Yeah, I just play it. <laughs> And then, this is it, like a minute into the song, it's still building up. The same riff. That's like the simplest writ. Like, yeah. Like when we used to book shows at the temple and we'd have metal bands once in a while. That's like yeah. what they That's what I'm like, saying. Yeah. These guys sound like a local bar band. Yeah. And, and he, yeah. just because he's Jason Newstead, he gets to. Two, I mean, I it's guess like it's kind of cool. You're in your high school chemistry class and somebody sitting next to you yeah. hands you a flyer. The thing, yeah. For the show. The, the one thing I will say, like, we're giving him all the shit. It's not like he say, he's saying it is anything that it isn't. Yeah. It's just him having, he's yeah. up there having fun and it's like, oh. I bet if you could, you would. Yeah, exactly. That, that's what I'm trying to get at. It's like, uh, I don't, I don't like hate on him for it, but just, well, it doesn't, well, what's the point? <laughs> yeah, like, well, uh. I am the point is he, his wife was probably like, why are you always he's not at married. home? Oh. I don't think. His housekeeper was like, why are you always here? Because <laughs> he's the king. <laughs> Like, he is the table. Get out of the house once in a while. Jesus Christ, get some color on your skin. <laughs> <laughs> if James Hetfield is the table, what's Jason Houston? 
like a hassock or like, a, like a pla- an ottoman a placemat. <laughs> a placemat. A yeah. pillow. So you I am the placemat. A placemat would be on top of James Hetfield, though. <laughs> I am the place. He's a candelabra. What if he's one of those little plastic discs you put on the, under the foot of the table to slide <laughs> it like easier? Under James Hetfield. Yeah. He keeps James Hetfield from wobbling. What if he's yeah. the wheel? He's like, I, I am the wheel. I am the wheel. Wheels are too important. <laughs> are too important. <laughs> Not the wheel. <laughs> he's like a doorstop kind of thing. He's the parsley on the plate that nobody eats <laughs> yeah. and they throw it out. The folded piece of newspaper to put under the wobbly leg of the table. Jason oh, the newspaper. newspaper. He is the Jason garnish. Newspaper. <laughs> Jason newspaper. Jason newspaper. Jason newspaper stead. <laughs> <laughs> I am the king. Ooh. Succulent Chinese meal says, I am the guitar stand. <laughs> he should put his guitar on the guitar stand. Yeah. And not play it. Does it sound like he's trying to sound like James Hetfield a little bit? I feel... I am the king. <laughs> no, I, I, I think it's just Motorhead that he's channeling. The first song, though, I thought it was a little James. I could hear that a little bit. Yeah, he's James. Yeah, he doesn't do the yeah. I, I edited that. He probably did it. He edited it out. Yeah, you can't do that. You really, you don't want to. Well, to be fair, he would do backing vocals. So, like again, maybe that's just like the vocal. Yeah, like the vocal sound that he just has in his head. When see, that was also from his song. I don't know if you. <laughs> oh Jesus! Also, the fact that he called his EP metal and then his LP heavy metal music. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Maybe it's like a joke. He just wants to see nope. how much people would buy. I don't into think it. he jokes. <clears throat> he ain't got jokes. I'm sure he jokes, but they're just not funny jokes. <laughs> but everyone jokes. laughs because it's Jason Newstead. Because he's the king. <laughs> I, I just think all these guys, like when they get that much money, it's just there's no one around to tell them don't do this. Yeah. Well, when you have that much money, you can't. Yeah, like you have nothing to lose. Really. Right. But yeah. what made Metallica really great is that they had a filter of like someone telling them if you record this, your album's gonna suck, and you want to make money, so don't put that in. And now they don't because they don't. The money is not such an object to them, you know. So now it's like, ah, we have, we can make a fucking album with Lou Reed that's horrendous, and no, no one's really going to tell us not to do it, you know. We don't have anyone on the live cast to tell us not to do things. Yeah, but I mean, we have pretty good self filters. Well, think. they probably think they do too. They don't, though. That's what I'm but saying. There's like, no one to tell them that. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's just them. Well, we used to have Shankletown to tell us that bits oh, were going too long. Who, who does Shankletown have to tell him? <laughs> I remember whenever we do a bit or something, like, is this still yeah. going on? It's what like, the we, fuck? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I don't care. I didn't he, stop he, listen, doing it. Cause listen, hey, we need to get to the music break quicker so we could tweet about food. Yeah. <laughs> but, but also, though, like, He's again, if you look at the type of comedy that he put out, it's like, uh, no, no, I know. Really well, his Twitter feed, I say, is about four out of ten when I looked at it. At He's a host of I a looked. very, very big MTV show. What? <laughs> no, he's not. He's not the he's host, not even, first of all. I, first of all, he's like a freelancer he's a, for he, Viacom. He's a writer for a very uh, little uh, MTV uh, show. Uh, first of all. 
Is he in the chat room right now? No. Aww. He's celebrating his 30th birthday now. Oh, can't be He's 30? Let's see, what, let's see some recent Shankletown tweets. You guys, I'm going to cue this up. I mean, I looked at it once or twice. And it's I feel it's like, mostly by the, by the way, I, I feel like if Shankletown does listen to like the archive, he will be so flattered that we, yeah. we've spent like at least three minutes now talking about it. Three minutes? No, about a minute. I feel like the- it feels like three minutes. Out of every now. 10, there's like two really funny ones and like five. Okay, huh, I get it. You were very generous, Darren. And then like there's like four just what are you what were you thinking when you wrote that it's just like rejected Jim Gaffigan jokes basically <laughs> I remember just... really laughing really hard at a couple oh, of them okay. once in a while but I mean you know <laughs> I wouldn't hire him to if I was uh, writing producing Silent Library no he does something else he does the Daily Disruption isn't What's that, that a big deal now? That's just a YouTube channel. Here's one. You know what November 1st means? Only seven and a half months until Flag Day. Like, why even send that tweet? Like, why? Why? You're making me look bad here. (laughs) Obviously, I'm cherry picking. Find a good one. Find the best one that's there. I haven't seen this many beards since Lilith Fair. Hashtag World Series. That's funny. That's funny. Come on. Not really, uh, no. No. Lilith Fair and lots of beards. Come on. I think mm. that's funny. Instead of a I have joke? to defend Shankle on that. That's a good one. Well, that joke implies that he attended Lilith Fair or watched it. I, yeah. Also true. So that's a and little that's unrealistic. So cool. I don't think I want to live in a world where the Jonas Brothers aren't playing music together. Hashtag Slayer. What? I don't get it. Huh? What? Yeah, no. Just the ironic tweets just kind of, they're very obvious to me. Yeah, no, I, like I said, there's more misses than hits, but I don't know. Here's one that I think isn't that bad. <laughs> Being ahead of my time gets really confusing during daylight savings. <laughs> Spinach bad. artichoke hummus is like putting two barrels of money on top of one giant barrel of money. Food humor. <laughs> or, but again, he's well, trying. Yeah. I think he's just trying to then work he's, out Sometimes shit. he's got ones that I'm like, all right, I agree, but it's not necessarily funny. Where You don't meet a lot of people that are huge Jeff Probst fans. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't. All uh-huh. right. Statement of fact. Yeah. Hashtag statement of fact. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a grown man who still gets hungry at the sight of lasagna and Garfield cartoons. More f- mm. food humor. Well, I mean, let's look at it this way. Silent Library is not on the air anymore. <laughs> He's got a, he needs an outlet. <laughs> no, it's I just like mean Jason that's why, said, because oh. that's what he wrote. <laughs> that's why the library was so silent. Laughing at these <laughs> yeah, they started at the, it started out cold, <laughs> being called right. Library Full of Uproarious Laughter. <laughs> then Shakeltown showed yeah. up. <laughs> they had to change the name yeah. for, for season two when he got yeah. hired. Uh, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> <sighs> Um, aye, aye. He's not the king. He's, he's not, not the, the king. king of the young, the dogs. No, no. With those not. tweets, he might. He's a pretty big underdog. <laughs> uh, he might be the king. <clears throat> so he's not even a king at being an underdog. So wait, is it a good thing or a bad thing to be the king of the underdogs? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. I, I think, like, what is it? Yeah, like, is he proud? Like, what? What is he saying there? I think it's one of those things that if you think about it too much, it, it, like you, it ruins it. You're supposed to just accept. He's yelling something that sounds important. That's okay. the key to it. <laughs> Fine, mm-hmm. I will not question it. Like heroic dose. That's the other song. What does that mean? <sighs> nothing. It means nothing. Rob, when are you interviewing him? I, uh, I I tried to get him on the live cast, but it didn't work out. Mm. What happened? What was the issue? Just uh, you couldn't do it on Anti-Semitism? a Sunday. Anti-Semitism. Oh. Uh, the thing about him is, like, he's 
really, I feel the only member of Metallica that isn't a douche, you know? Yeah. Mm. But yeah. he's a knucklehead. He's not a douche, but he's still... He's a nice guy. He comes off I as a suppose. nice guy. I don't know him in person, yeah. in real life. Saying his public persona it seems like, a lot cooler a than bro. me. Oh, uh, yeah. I guess. I guess you could I guess it's better that. to be a bro than a douche. Rob met him in person, right? But he's not... Yeah. <laughs> That's serious. Yeah. He's not really <laughs> self-important to me. Like, he's not like a... Yeah. He's not overly impressed with himself. Like, he knew Lars... What would you be if you were Jason Tuesday? You know what well, I mean. he's making zillions of dollars. Oh, now all of a sudden no one's talking about how much money he's making. Yeah, you had him living in a fucking fun. rusty shack about 10 minutes in a, ago. In a cardboard box. <laughs> he was very down to earth when I met him, but uh, it was kind of funny because uh, they were talking about Black Sabbath, who just played live uh, in the area. Uh, Jose was like, oh yeah, you know, I just saw Black Sabbath. And uh, he was like, oh, they got a, a who's drumming with them now? And, and they're like, oh, it's Tommy Clefettis, uh, Ozzy's old drummer. And he goes like, oh, it must be tough stepping into a position like that. Like, oh, yeah, he does a great job. Yeah, but you know what I mean? must be tough stepping into a position, like filling in for somebody. Oh. I get what you're saying now. Oh, because oh, you stepped in uh-huh. for someone yeah. <laughs> in a tough spot. Uh-huh. Under a bus. When, yeah. uh, <laughs> that is a pretty tough <laughs> thing to step into. <laughs> uh, but he was cool. He was very nice. He thanked me for my support. Oh, that's good. And you were like, what support? Huh? Well, I was holding him up at the time. He, he, he almost fell over. And he's like, oh, thank you for the support. He was leaning on me. Oh. Does uh, he have vertigo? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's, he doesn't like to talk about it, but yes. Also, he's way shorter than I thought he'd be. Really? Oh, is that disappointing? Well, I mean, everyone is shorter than me. Is usually he as I short mean, as but... I am? How tall are you, Sid? Yeah, like 5'6", five, 5'7". Five, yeah, seven. maybe slightly taller, but yeah. Really? Not that tall. Wow. There's a Shankletown joke in the chat for Rob and one for Sid. You ready? Shankletown's in the chat now? No, no, no. Oh. About Shankletown. Oh, okay. okay. Super Nintendo Trauma. Shankletown is the Jim Powers of Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and Sid, uh, Chocolate Croissant 95 said, Shankletown is the Guy Fieri of Twitter. Ouch. Ouch. That is rough. I don't know if I'd go that far. And that's the last we should talk about. At least Shankletown's tweets are spelled correctly. I don't know <laughs> if the guy feel would be able to pull that off. That's true. Well, he probably reads them like 10 times before he like, <laughs> hits send. Those are like the third drafts, fourth drafts yeah. we'll see. Oi. Oi. I feel bad. Now I'm just in, uh, we shouldn't keep lingering, but I'm just imagining him <laughs> constructing it and just sitting there and staring at it and going like. Do you think he, that he thinks about like if uh, Sid is going to read it, like how he Sid never would replies? I, mean, I used to give him. Like, it was like with, like how I used to reply to Frank on Twitter. Frank at least would reply once in a while. Shankletown never acknowledges. Well, that's because he gets a lot of responses, so he may. <laughs> no, I'm the only one. Every time, I'm the only one. Well, that's what he wants you to think. So he deletes all the Wait, other what? ones? So it looks like there's only me? Uh, no. Come on, Shankletown. I'm reaching out to you, man. Reach your hand back. <laughs> Give me a reach around, Shankletown. What? No, what? <laughs> uh, let's see what My else. tentacles are everywhere. Oh! Right. Fucking A. <laughs> Twitter... Grinder, they're everywhere. Any, <laughs> any web app that ends in ER, my tentacles are somehow involved. I'll blow you for ten dollars. There, see, that's my Grinder uh, username. Blow you for ten dollars. <laughs> if I get enough replies, I'll be as rich as Jason Newstead. <laughs> Aziz Ansari, his new special, was talking about Grinder. Oh, really? Yesterday, and he just uh, 
He says this, like he tried. He said, you know, someone should make a grinder app for heterosexual people. And then I realized if they did that, then they did do that. We talked about it on the show. Tinder. Oh, is that right? I didn't know. Yeah, I don't Bob. When that. Bob was here, he was talking about. It. He showed us the demo of it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But the the point he was trying to make is that women would be raped immediately. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Registered for for the hetero grinder. So is is grinder just for like man on man action or is it like girl on girl no, too? No, no, I'm looking to branch out. <laughs> nice. No, I'm just curious. <laughs> oh, well, no, you're more than curious. Let's the be honest. Away, the cat will play. Right? No. With other cats? Yeah, that's the joke. Mm. No, no, but no, it's, it's just like, a guy. It's a guy app. No, I'm just wondering because then, like, you could pose as a guy, as a girl, and still meet another girl and then rape her. So there could be rape on. But you could just too. rape a girl without an app. You just go outside. Or you can plenty just of girls. Do that. It's just, but like Craigslist, like girls. Not that I'm saying that that's a thing okay to do, listeners. Right? Yeah. Okay, Cupid. I feel is a little more formal with it, like with rape. <laughs> yes. <laughs> No, because you have like a whole profile, whereas with this, it's just like a photo and a quick message. Or like with Craigslist, it's sometimes not even a photo. Mm. Well, with Craigslist, you, you know, you're emailing back and forth. You decide who you meet. If they're not giving you a photo, you don't have to meet them. Well, the same with, with the uh, the dating apps, just as well. I guess. You I don't, don't have to meet I've, them. It's not like your location is on display. Alas, I was spoken for long before these apps became available to me. <laughs> God knows what would happen. Oh, my goodness. The you wouldn't use them. I might have used Tinder. You would have dabbled. You would have at least downloaded it. Yeah. Why is it called Tinder? That's a stupid name. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know. know. Let's see. It's like, uh, it's not like, you know, a wood or something. Because that's how you make a spark and they start a fire. <laughs> and that's probably what they're going to, what it is. Yeah, actually. Oh, so they are you too. There's the, gonna be the eye in Tinder has a fire, oh, f- yeah. a flame for the, for the Tinder, dot. Tinder, I hardly knew her. Change it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I'm going to go eat, finish my succulent Chinese meal. <laughs> A succulent Chinese meal. <laughs> mm. What are you looking up? Oh, uh, and I was actually hanging out with Bob at Frank's party, and he was telling me of this new app, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, Grouper, uh, where you go fish. You go on group dates. Oh, so Ew. like you and two of your friends will will like he and two of his friends meet up with three girls. Oh. So it's like a less awkward date since you're all just hanging out. And he was saying how most of the time it's a bust. But because he's with his friends, all he does is make fun of the girls the entire time. (laughs) And then it ends up being an entertaining time. And because girls, uh, apparently, who are on there have such low (laughs) self-esteem, they're into it. It's a little uh, mean-spirited. It's a little mean-spirited. Well, that's how he gets the ladies in New York City. But grouper. So, yeah, dating apps are huge now. Maybe metal injection should branch out. Yeah, a metal dating app. Yeah, but why? But why? There's only dudes on metal injection, so that's <laughs> already grinding. Oh, it already <laughs> exists. You'll wind up hooking somebody up with Nina. <laughs> I think she's of age we'll now. Get an angry uh, letter or something. She's probably not into metal anymore, though. Of age. No, she's in college. She's been for yeah. a few years. You know an awful lot about this. Well, she uh, she called us when she was in college. What is that right now? I, I think so. Yeah, she called not too long ago. Rest in peace, Nina. <laughs> she's alive. How do you know? She she she's on Twitter. Oh so. yeah, good point. Capsburger said Carol is also on the site. She could hook up with somebody. Oh, oh yeah. God. 
<laughs> she needs it though. Although, how dry Don't must she... that well be? Oh. Well, there's probably a lot of sweat running down. Oh, there. Yeah, I just—I got like that <laughs> sweat smell oh, when I said oh, that. Oh, yeah, just oh, that's oh, sorry, that was me. Oh, oh Lord. Oh. Trickling through her. It ain't crap. so bad. All you do is pick off the pussy's gabs and let the oh, pus run out. By the way, for new listeners, Carol was this very racist old woman that somehow found our show randomly. Through she was a metalhead, though. She liked Pantera. And, uh, Do you think she would like uh, Jason Newstead? I'm Newstead, sure. Probably. Jason Newstead. Good she, she, she'd let him in her dry well. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how do you pronounce his last name? Newstead. Newstead. <laughs> Newstead. If if he fucked Carol, he'd be the king of the underbelly. Oh. He is the king. He is the king of the underflab. <laughs> Undercarriage. Uh-huh. Maybe he does have a thing for like the uh, the heftier, well-rounded ladies <laughs> who are also old and racist and homophobic. Mm. And have kids that have sex with black guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that's right. She was so angry about that, that her daughter had sex with a black man. Yeah. Can't we all just get along? <sighs> no. Not with Carol. No. A, a rectum injection introduced uh, the word vegma, as in oh. fe- vagina. I guess vaginal smegma. Vaginal oh. Vag cheese. I like that vegma. name, by the way. Vegma. Vegma. It sounds like it could be a band also. Vegma. Like vegma. A prog band. Yeah. 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 Sounds very proggy. It's like the end of the Flintstones. Vegma! <laughs> <laughs> Aren't they opening for Periphery right now? Vegma? It's a yeah. cool headline. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> I think Periphery opens up for Vegma. Oh! oh! I just want to get a reaction out of Noah, that's all. I, I, Noah's a big Vegma awesome. fan, though, so she's not going to fight you on that one. Yeah, they've been around for a while. What are they, prog? <laughs> They're prog? Are they very prog? Yeah, but like so proggy that it just sounds like noise to regular oh, really? people. White noise. So it's like tech death. Yeah. No, we have a clip of Vegma right here. <laughs> That's Falconer. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I hit the wrong thing. Here it is. <laughs> the bass on this is so large. Such a good, such a good little song. Cause that ain't cool. Dude, let me smell your dick while you coming home. This is a real song, ladies and gentlemen. The clap. This is a soul clap on a quiet storm, 107.5. WBLS. <laughs> That'd be awesome if you could, like, guest on the quiet storm. Um, who me or yeah. some uh, people in general? No, you. If they could get you on there, is there still a quiet? I don't know. That's from when I was a kid. I That's like know. a just That's a, a cliche, generic yeah. radio show name. Yeah, there but was there, always at least one. Yeah, I don't know if it still is though. Let's, I'm sure there is. There definitely. Uh, quiet Storm is a late night radio format mm-hmm. featuring soulful slow jams. Uh, listen to the Quiet Storm with Lenny Green on WBLS one hundred seven point five. Yeah. I feel like every market with an urban station yeah. or like urban AC adult contemporary. Has, yeah. that's like just a go-to name. It's Come. on at seven p.m. Like weekdays. the Saturday night dance party. Yeah, or the mandatory Metallica, or get the lead out. 
They're just like radio stations. Or the rock block. It's very stereotypical, yeah. though. It's, it's like, I feel like, you think they'd have like stereotypical commercials and all that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. After this uh, word from Mickey D's, we'll be right back with a little sh- uh, titfuck by Shat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the Quiet Storm. Brought to you by Straits Matzah. Straits Matzah. <laughs> the only matzah for your Seder. <laughs> got Straits Matzah live reads. The Quiet Storm. Hello, friends. <laughs> Just do, they got a Joe Franklin read yeah. got mixed up in his uh, email by accident. <laughs> Um, just want to break into our programming. Uh, Manischewitz Wine, a good sponsor of our Quiet Storm right here on WBLS. Wait, why is that for us? Manischewitz. It's wine. <laughs> now, friends, I'd like to talk to you about Chaim the Tailor. You found, in <laughs> you found on Bedford Avenue in Williamsburg. Bring the kitties. Repair, he could repair any 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 stain or clean any stain on any talus that you bring in. Now here's the new one from Brian McKnight. <laughs> uh, in the neighborhood the other day, I saw a Moishes Moving Company truck. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like they're kind of a big deal. Yeah. Oh, they are. Yeah. yeah. That's like I don't know if they're nationwide, but they're Re- that's really like a huge. That's it's like, like a, a regional. Big, yeah. I don't know. I have never. You've never heard of Moishas. Why Moishas? Yeah, because that's the guy's name. What the fuck do you want? You ever see the God Trucks? Yeah, guaranteed overnight delivery. Giants, pretty absurd. Yeah, Uh, Capsberger wants to know what cousin Brucey and Quiet Storm's love child. Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) Hello, cousins. (laughs) Listen to the Quiet Storm on Super Yes FM, baby. It's like he's possessed in the middle of the sentence. He He has to say it that way. He's a professional. Super Yes FM. Shabash. That's pretty good. Thank you. It's because I, I, I'm within close proximity to him usually, so I have... You need to just take, like, like spy-style photos of him when he's not looking. I should. Uh, post them. Sometimes I see him on, uh, I don't know if it's Mondays or Tuesdays, but next time I see him... There's, like, so many different people that work with you that we talk about. You should be just snapping candid shots I can do, do one of those awkward, like, selfies with him yeah. over my shoulder. Yeah. That's what I'll him, do. Him, Chris Russo, Sway. Like you should get... Endless. Oh, well, Sway's never there when I am, because he's he's there in the morning. I see Sway. Yeah. Does Sway... No, well, then you take... I, cousin Bruce is the only one. You should slip Sway a live read about, like, Schmata stores or something. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I, I, I could sneak into the Shade 45 studio and just do that. Hey, it was good. Sway, I got this library for the Schmata store. <laughs> Slip a live cast demo under his... I, I, I think I mentioned this on the show. Like I was in the bathroom at the same time as Cousin Brucey one time. <laughs> I, I had to like contain my laughter because obviously he... That's what you were containing. You should get a stealth... Well, my, my dick was out, so <laughs> oh. I wasn't containing that. I was peeing. Put your penis away on CBS FM. You should Did get... You, um, uh, sorry. Did you say to him, what's up, cousin, while you're holding... What up, cuz? Hello, cousin. Did no, cousin, he says cousin. That's okay. his thing. Did cousin Brucey drop a cousin Ducey? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Very nice. Very I'm nice. Done. I'm Bravo. done. I'm going back there and having some of those shows. That was a good one, cousins. It's Cousin Ducey on Shippy SFM. We're going to follow that little plopper up with a big, big ripper here on CBS FM. That guy. Hot time. Duty in the city. <laughs> it's a loving spoonful. <laughs> he's, uh, yeah, no, he's, he's a weird guy. That guy. You should get a photo of him 
a stealth pick of him like when he's stuffing his face like with a bagel and cream cheese or something. He's got a big. Uh, oh, no. on he's his a face. professional. He's never eating <laughs> yeah. in the studio. Catch him I don't without the hairpiece. Oh, I, I tried to look really like it, it's a very good wig. Well, I don't think so. Long. It's he's a got, very good hairpiece. I mean, like if you're like looking up close, it's not super obvious. Like it's obvious mm. that like oh that can't be real. But you can't really see the, where it ends. It could just be hair that he brushes from the back of his head over to the front. Oh, the I think it's a Jerry only comb over. It's definitely a piece. Yeah. All right, we have a caller. What? Five eight five. You're on the live cast. Hey. Hey. What's How's up? How's it going? How's it going? Uh, pretty good. You guys were talking about uh, radio shows and stuff, and that reminded me. Um, uh, I'm in a band. We've been on this uh, like local show on one of the radio stations in Rochester and there's a local DJ who's, you know, writes for the newspaper and reviews concerts and stuff and he does all the band interviews mm-hmm. uh-huh. but he's kind of an old guy and he stutters all the time and some, like, our producer was on and asked him a question and did a total slow-mo uh, slow-mo stutter <laughs> and I was laughing so hard I nearly fell out of my chair and they, like, picked me up and tried to rush me out of the room because I thought I passed out but I was just laughing so hard. <laughs> uh, is there like evidence of this online somewhere? Yeah, is there a way to hear it? Yeah. Uh, I can try and find it for you guys and send you a... Oh, please do, yeah. We definitely want to hear his, his Shlomo laugh. Okay. You turned your sound off. No, my sound was up. Still there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Thanks. Well, uh, send a link in the chat, please. Put him on hold. I'm sure you could. Well, what if he's listening? <laughs> By the way, the number to dial 646-929-1357. I want to talk about Motorhead. Canceled another tour. Uh-oh. Basically, the last four months, there's been no touring because of Lemmy's health issues. Sure didn't drop dead yet. He's the next Lou Reed. Aww. Mm. He's the well, barstool. Isn't he like 70-something? He's older than Lou Reed, for sure. He's like and he's s- lived even harder than Lou Reed oh. does. Oh. Yeah, Lou, well, Lou, didn't Lou Reed do like... I guess oh, yeah, Lou, no, Reed Lou Reed stopped eventually. Yeah. yeah, but he's doing all this... Like, 67, Lemmy is. Really? Oh, all right, four years wrong. younger. Okay, I apologize. But he looks... He looks ancient. Yeah. Looks like Cthulhu. I told you guys the lot. Like we interviewed him at the Golden Gods, and you didn't even see any of it because he was so hammered. That why isn't that could, better? You couldn't even understand what he was saying. Well, that's always how he's been when he was no, thirty. No, I don't know. <laughs> Worse than usual. <laughs> and uh, God, was he talking to the wrong direction? Like, <laughs> talking into a wall? no. He was talking to me. But he was very, very drunk on whiskey. And then, like... One of his Cocoa Puffs was leaking. There was... He thought you were Kurt Loder. He had a fucking... Oh, my God. I took the elevator down with that guy. Kurt, you you look so different. (laughs) You're so much taller, Kurt. What is that bit? You look Middle Eastern. Uh, no, and what's funny though, at the awards, you know, there was a smoking section in the VIP lounge. Uh-huh. 
He had a table set up in the smoking section so he could sit there, smoke, and drink his whiskey. He had... So everyone a, was just standing around him and he had a table that he was sitting Yes! At? I am the table. <laughs> he, had, he had a cup brought to him uh, of like filled to the brim with whiskey and a little bit of ice mm-hmm. to the point where like when he was holding it he had to like be very steady so it wouldn't fall out of the cup so he could sip out of it a little bit so of course all of it spilled everywhere because he can't be steady uh, he made, made it alright I guess uh, but he, he drinks a lot of whiskey is what I'm saying. So yeah. Lemmy really needs to clean his life up. Uh-huh. Maybe Jason Newstead should move in with him and like be a sober buddy. It'd be the odd couple. Yeah, like <laughs> if Newstead's got all this time to kill, like, yeah. like do something positive for metal. I think James Hetfield should move in with him because they both have facial deformities. Oh, God. oh. <laughs> well, Hetfields are less obvious. Well, Hetfield's face looks like a cheese grater. Maybe he could just rub his cheek on the cocoa puffs and like saw them off. <laughs> That is both the most disgusting and hilarious thing you probably have ever said on the show. Like the combo, the mental image you just gave me, Sid. And just like, just like James going, is it working? Is it it working? No, James. Ah, let me just so painful for Lemmy. Lemmy would not scream in pain. He's too, he's too macho. He, too much he can't whiskey. anyway. His vocal cords are shattered. What are you doing with your face? <laughs> Did you have acne when you were a boy? It's, everything happens for a reason. That's why James's face got burnt up. So one day he could, So one day you James Hetfield probably yeah. had the worst acne as a kid. I mean, that's how, that has to be what that is, right? Is, like I just, thought it was from when he got burned in that I thought that burned. too. That's me and Darren had this conversation online. I was like, oh no, that's his birth. He's like, no, if you look at photos from like before the burns, yeah, he when still he was, has oh. it. They kill them all. He yeah, like in the show. Okay. This oh, is what you um, talk online about. You yeah. guys are so judgmental. Oh, please. Oh, we, we say way, way worse, worse shit than, than that. that. Yeah. That's tame. What are you wearing? <laughs> <laughs> that kind of yeah. you, know, you know where that goes. Uh, <laughs> you removed me Cocoa Puff. <laughs> the thing is, didn't... That sounds like <laughs> the end of a video game level. <laughs> You've removed one of Lemmy's Cocoa Puffs. It's like a piece of the Triforce. <laughs> you, you've removed Lemmy's Cocoa Puff, but our Cocoa Puff is in another castle. <laughs> Oops. You've got to let me too late. The Cocoa Puff has escaped. Oh, no. Also, I, th- I feel like a, like a decade ago, like I saw like one of those VH1 shows. Sorry. I saw one of those VH1 shows uh, that let me had it removed. He had the warts removed, so they had to have grown back. So they just regenerate. That's where he gets all his power from. <laughs> what if um, he just didn't like that? His he 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 took it off and he didn't like it. That it, he didn't like it off, so he got a fake one put on. It's like part nud- of his identity. Nudicles. Are you crying? What the fuck? Yes, you guys are making me laugh until I cry. <laughs> I don't want any eyeliner in my Yeah, see, in 2002, he had him removed. Then what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, he probably just, he went and got him back. They were sent to the Smithsonian. It's just like when a woman gets breast reduction surgery. It's like after a while, he's like, my eyes are up here. Come on. Yeah. Stop staring. It's rude. (laughs)
I can't help staring. The cocoa puff weighs me down. <laughs> I'm not looking at your jubblies. No, I meant that everyone was staring at his cocoa puffs instead of looking at him in, in the no, eyes. Well, how can he really tell like the, that difference? Yeah. Do you think he even cares? He can't tell if a person's standing in front of him. How can he tell what they're yeah. looking at? Unless they have a drink. <laughs> what if, some Nazi memorabilia to give him? What if, like, when when the cocoa puff is gone, that's like he become he gets sobriety. Like it, that thing causes him to drink whiskey. Huh? He took it off. That's He's like the devil on his shoulder. So it's like yeah. a tumor. Yeah, like he became totally clean, and then his friends hated him. So he had to, to they, the they put the cocoa puff back on so he would go It's like the it. Simpsons episode when they take the crayon out of Homer's nose. <laughs> and all of a sudden he's smart, but then Lisa doesn't like it as much, so he puts it back in there to be the old Homer. <sighs> Everything has a Simpsons reference. Yeah, it does at yes. this point. Rest in peace, Miss Krabappel, by the way. I was about to say that was a, that's a late era Simpsons reference. Was that, Is it? That's probably no. like a 10-year-old reference. No, that's way more than 10 years ago, that episode. Are you kidding? That, that That's I'm after sure. season 10. No, I, I was not watching anymore. Oh. Oh. Um, I, it might 10. be. It Actually, I don't know. Is. Or maybe season 10. I got it. No. Or so. You guys, you're before then. all wrong. 2001, season what? 12. Really? Yep. Winner! <laughs> don't you I was watching the show at that point, though. How the hell do I know that? Right? Maybe you, you just know, saw the commercial. like just Hey the, there, Blimpy Boy, flying through the sky so fancy free. <laughs> Wasn't that the same episode? I don't know. With the crayon in his... That's, yeah. That was that recent? Yeah. Wow. It's not that recent. That's for me. I I don't think I was watching anymore at that point. Twelve years ago. Yeah. I thought that was like mid nineties. Maybe you saw it on nope. uh, reruns and they stuck one of those in with the old Maybe. ones. Maybe. Huh. So I haven't been watching The Simpsons, but apparently was it that Miss Krabappel was married to Ned Flanders? Yeah, that was a new development. There was like a uh like a online poll. Or something of if they should get married because they had like a dating game episode as a season finale. I just wish that it would stop. Mm. As I said, I think was I talking to you, Rob, about this or someone about like someone was like maybe they'll finally stop now because you know Miss Krabappel died. I'm like when so when someone who does a voice of one of the actual Simpsons dies, I think that's when they'll stop. If like they were when uh, they were having those contract (laughs) negotiations, they uh, were. Pushing to have like new voices. Yeah, they can't do that. Mm. Especially now that like Seth MacFarlane does like every show, they just replace it with something by Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> They're probably ready to do that anyway. At this yeah. point, it'd be a lot cheaper. Yep. Well, they actually cut the budget of The Simpsons. They agreed to the pay cut. It makes so much money for them. I don't yeah. think it's like. Uh, I guess. Anyway. We're wrapping things up. Noah's not going to be here next week. Mm-hmm. Is, or the week after. Or the week after. But the week after, we're going to have Glenn Benton calling in. That's oh, really yeah. Exciting. That's going to be fun. From a band called Decide. <laughs> oh, Deicide. We could is finally ask him when he's playing Nebraska. Deicide. Oh. It is Deicide. Although we can ask him I, what he prefers. Yeah, the I, actual, been, the word is Deicide. I've been calling them Deicide. But everyone seems to say deicide, so yeah. maybe that's correct. Yeah. Decide. Maybe it was always decide. Well, he was like, oh, I spelled it wrong once, and then it's <laughs> stuck. Back in the 90s when, you know, 
What? So sad. It's a, this uh, screen cap from tonight's Simpsons. Oh. The blackboard gag was just Bart once wrote, "We'll really miss you, Mrs. K." Oh. Oh. That makes me so sad. And Bart looks like he's crying. I remember when I first heard of uh, of decide. I I used to start whenever I would write the word decide. I would start writing decide by accident. <laughs> As you should. I can't decide what to do. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, that's gonna be a fun, uh, fun interview. You said he's like a, a real good guy, right? Yeah, he was actually on uh, the Metal Sucks podcast not too long ago, oh, yeah. and I listened to that. And I was like, oh, he'd there be great on our show. He looks a little a, like Lemmy, by the way. There was a scandal, wasn't there? Yeah, but that's all settled now. What's the scandal? Oh, uh, the band that was opening for them got thrown off the tour, mm-hmm. and then they posted this like really tirade. Just like a, on Glenn Benton. about yeah, like how he's like self-centered and blah blah blah, and like they were the real stars of the show. Was it just nobodies or was it something uh, uh Somewhere in between. Okay. <laughs> What's the band? Broken Hope. They were a band. They were like the a, they were like a small death metal band in the nineties. Mm. Then they broke up. And nobody cared. They got back together, and now like they're getting a push. Mm. So it's because of what they said about Glenn Benton. Well, that definitely got them a lot of publicity, I got to tell you. And what's funny, though, is then Glenn Benton went on the air and like he gave his side of the story and it sounded way more re- like They were like, these guys, they haven't been around at all and they're coming in with all these demands. It's like, you got to pay your dues. And then he was saying how the band would post on, on Twitter or whatever, how like, oh, another sold-out Broken Hope show. And it's like, uh, it's a deicide show. That, like, yeah. deicide is the reason it's sold out, <laughs> not Broken Hope. Uh, and just about, it's, it's a bunch of stuff. You could check out both sides of the story on metalinjection.net. But, uh, Bravo, Rob. Thank you. Uh, before the weekend was over, Broken Hope posted that they apologized and that they've... Uh, so reconciled with Glenn Benton, so it's all over now. Very nice of him to forgive them. Well, he said he doesn't care. Like for him, it was like, oh, I don't care. Like this is all bullshit to me. Like I don't. Well, he so, already kicked him off the tour. What the hell? Yeah, he's like, I, I'm still getting. Yeah, I'm still getting my. What's funny? To, what's crazy to me though about it was one of the things that Broken Hope were like, oh, he's such a diva. He said no smoke machines. We couldn't have a smoke machine because uh, he didn't want us to show up his stage show. And he's like, the reason I didn't want a smoke machine is just I can't like that. The My chemicals trigger. in the sto- smoke machine, like uh, he's been sober. they affect his throat, and that he's sober. He doesn't do. He doesn't want to be around smoke or alcohol or anything. The idea of a sober Glenn Benton <laughs> is so scary to me. Yeah, because at least when he would get angry before, he could just drink it off or something. <laughs> now, well, maybe uh, if much. he encounters that smoke, his face will become like James Hetfield. Oh no! And then maybe he could- it, it, it like it, it triggers his. Uh, inverted cross somehow <laughs> and then he'll go around like trying to grade off uh, Lemmy's cocoa <laughs> he could grade off Broken Hope's faces so they can't play shows anymore yeah. well didn't like three people get stabbed at their show too yeah oh and that was another thing that like uh, he was saying how Broken Hope tried to get ahead of the story uh, uh, t- because they were like oh three people were stabbed at our show so all the headlines said oh three people stabbed at a Broken Hope show and it's like it was a deicide show it wasn't a Broken yeah. Hope show that they but were. do you really want that attached to your band's name yeah let's well, on that sword the thing is the thing that Glenn Ben was criticizing him for was that it's fucked up that he was that, that he that gave they th- the press release yeah that he they thought oh this is a great way to get press for ourselves whereas like you know there's families that have to deal with like people like he wasn't saying like oh we should have gotten the credit for that 
So was Lamb saying? of God opening on that show, or was Randy Bly just in the audience stabbing people? <laughs> Come on, Sid. How does that work? Come on. That's <laughs> a reach. He didn't stab them. He pushed them off the stage <laughs> onto some knives. <laughs> you got. There was a bed of nails in the front row. It was box cutters. No, bed of nails was the opening act. <laughs> it's a he pushed joking. them onto bed of nails. Oh, wait. It's bed of roses. Bed of roses. (laughs) But he does say bed of nails in the song. Oh, okay. It's a power ballad. We should close the show with that. Okay. Okay. Carrie Russell is in the video. She's now on The Americans. She used to be Felicity. That's a good show. The Felicity turned me on to that. I never saw Felicity. I still haven't seen the uh, season finale for some reason. What? What, The Americans? Yeah. Dude. That whole show is great. Come on. Not a dull minute in that show. Correct. Eh. I loved it. I'm hoping it doesn't suffer a season two swoon like uh, Homeland. Homeland season three is really good. Uh, I liked it. Uh, You're a harsh critic. I'm iffy on it. It's got some good moments, but could we never see the daughter again? Please. That's interesting. No, really? It's, it's a it's, show about spies and terrorism. Yeah, but we they're all his daughter. But they're, like it's emo. They're all connected to it, to, she, to the story. She's barely connected. Any, I don't know why the hell. Yeah. Because the mother now went to see Claire actress. Danes to, to but find why, her. But that was a waste of time too. Like they're trying know. to show how uh, you know she was right about Brody being a terrorist, and so she's now bonding with the mother. But I don't care about that. All right, so they're not writing it they're for you, dying. Sid. They Jeez. should be. Just watch something else, and that's it. No, Call it a day. It's, it's still better than Walking Dead. Watch horror, uh, American Horror Story. Oh, dear God. Coven. Never again. Why? There's like little teenage girls in bras. <laughs> or there's the internet where there's little teenage girls without bras. <laughs> okay. So you're saying that's a downgrade for you. No. <laughs> you're disgusting. Yeah, Glenn Benton wouldn't approve. He's a very wholesome Satanist. <laughs> Uh, All right, let's get out of here. Let's call this a show. I'll miss you. We'll miss you too, Noah. Will you call in? Yes. I won't call in next week, but I'll call in the following week. Nice. Give us an on-the-road report. Noah's going to be hanging out at the uh, Born of Osiris periphery, or the periphery Born of Osiris. Let's get it right. Oh, my God. Co-headlining run. They're with, not co-headlining. Oh, sorry. The periphery with Vegma. Come on, we talked the, about the periphery ah! headlining tour. That's right. Featuring Born of Osiris, Dead Letter Circus, and Twelve Foot Ninja. And Vegma. And Vegma opening up on select dates. And yeah. Shat. And Noah will be out. Uh, what's the first show you're going to be at? I'm going to be. Uh, the first one is the oh, is the Cleveland Ohio Metal Fest, which is not really a part of their. Will you be seeing Mushroom Head when you're there? <laughs> Well, it is a part of their tour routing since they're playing. No, yeah, no, but it's like a part of like a whole yeah. festival. It's not their actual. Yeah. It's just blended in. So if you see Noah, give her a shout. She'll probably be standing oh. next to the stage in the grandma spot. Yes. And then, no, I'm going <laughs> to be standing all over. The nana spot. Get it right, soon. <laughs> and I'm going to be in Canada. We're going to Canada. Oh, cool. I'm going to be in Ottawa. Across the border. Right. Oh, where are, is that show going to Toronto? I think so. Should invite, uh, uh, what's his name? Groban. Oh. To come out to the show, meet him in person. Okay. Are you going to get a ticket for him or something? Or get him on a list? Uh, yeah, I'm going to ask Periphery if they get it. <laughs> the guy we talked to last week, wasn't he in Ottawa? Mm-hmm. From what was that band? 
Gorguts? Sure. That was not last week. That was a few no, weeks No, who ago. did we talk to no, last week? that guy that called in. Oh, uh, has- Rody from Protest yeah, yeah, yeah. the Hero. Yeah, isn't he in Ottawa? Oh, but they, I think they're on tour now, too. Oh. So. But they're friends, those guys. Sure, so then maybe They've toured be- together, actually. Yeah, Jake's friends with him. Touching. This music is getting the best <laughs> of me. All right, we're going to get out of here. Thank you for listening. And uh, we'll be back for an all-dude edition of the live cast next week. Abortion? Well, I'm so far away. Step that I take so Breastfeeding far away. and farts. King's ransom and dimes to give each night to see through this phone. And rape. I shit my penis. All over my penis and face. Cock in my mouth. Well, you have the taste of a black man. I figured myself recently. I already have a penis. I need the meat. thought what what I've been through anus licking causes sepsis P-E-N-I-S wow that was huge I look like too much of a rapist.
Hey! This is my butt! And my butt hair, right? But unable to shake the tenacious turd loose from its butt hair dwelling. Come on me, Sean! Roosters have penises. Your butthole is tight. Sid, I need you. I like nipples. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 Pew, pew, pew! No, 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 no